Hey there, my name's Michael Laminato, and this is Preview Day at the 2023 Dutch Grand Prix on Pit Pass F1. Pass F1 is brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts, and this week Formula One's back from its mid-season break for Max Verstappen's rowdy and raucous home race in Zandvoort. The home hero will arrive as the unbackable favourite at a track only he's won at since it returned to the calendar two seasons ago. His Red Bull racing car should be well suited to this twisty circuit, and victory will put him on a record equaling nine race winning streak, first set by Sebastian Vettel in 2013. But there's some weather around, with thunderstorms forecast for the first half of both Saturday and Sunday. Lewis Hamilton, who came within a virtual safety car of pinching victory here last year, is hopeful that could open the door to the other front runners to close the gap at least a little bit. No one's willing to bet which of Mercedes, Aston Martin, Ferrari or the rejuvenated McLaren will be at the head of that second class among the leaders. And if nothing else, that should give us a fascinating fight for the podium. And off track, the driver market is moving slowly towards its conclusion. One team has re-signed both its drivers this week, but the biggest fish, Lewis Hamilton, is still yet to put pen to paper. For all that and more, let's hear now from your host in Zandvoort, it's Chris Medlin. Hello everyone, Chris Medlin back with you after Formula One's mid-season break to look ahead to the Dutch Grand Prix. I'm afraid you're stuck with me for the whole weekend. And it was a very soggy start to the weekend at Zandvoort, which could be a sign of things to come. It looks like there might be some wet weather that we're going to get for certainly Friday's practice sessions and potentially a race on Sunday as well. So uh, it could mix things up. And Lewis Hamilton was someone who was very keen for rain as he thinks it could help Mercedes get closer to Red Bull. At a track where Mercedes went well last year too, George Russell finishing second to Max Verstappen here last year and Lewis Hamilton was leading at one stage and was chasing victory. So Mercedes feeling semi-confident that they could be leading that chasing pack. Now, there was a lot of focus on Hamilton today, but not a lot to be said. There's no contract update from him. Uh, and as it stands, he is going to be out of contract in just over four months' time. His deal runs out with Mercedes at the end of this season. So Hamilton uh, getting lots of questions about uh, his future. And simply put, when asked if there was any update from him about his contract, he just said no. Obviously, everyone's been on the mid-season break. The teams of having a, a two-week shutdown that's mandatory in the regulations. Uh, Ham- Hamilton, along with all the other drivers, uh, taking a chance to have a bit of a break as well. So it's not unusual that actually certain matters don't get discussed and everyone takes a bit of time for themselves. Uh, but yeah, no movement there yet and no announcement from Mercedes. Uh, but Hamilton was pretty punchy about his team and their targets this year. He was actually saying that he thinks if the team can finish second in the Constructors' Championship, it would be a huge achievement for the team, certainly after the start that Aston Martin had and the pace that they showed because of the improvements Mercedes have made through the year. And he's kind of upgraded his own personal target. At the start of the summer break, or or heading into the summer break at least, he was saying that his target was to beat Fernando Alonso to third in the Drivers' Championship, which was quite a cool narrative to have the two former rivals kind of going at it again for a top three finish but now Hamilton says he wants to finish second ahead of Sergio Perez he thinks he's in reach as well but admits that Max Verstappen is 
kind of in the league of his own at the moment, isn't making mistakes and is getting more out of the car. So uh, obviously everyone's expecting Verstappen to, well, he's heavy favourite for this weekend, but also to rack up the title very, very early this season. Uh, there was one other kind of line of questioning for Hamilton from things that came out during the break. Uh, Felipe Massa pursuing some legal action in terms of saying that he's the rightful champion from 2008 because of what happened in the Singapore Grand Prix that year. And uh, now that that legal action has started, Hamilton was asked about that and he dodged that question uh, pretty easily. He says that his memory is not very good and he can't remember things 15 years ago uh, and he's focused on the here and the now. So clearly didn't want to speak about it. But uh, that's a story that I think is going to run and run uh, for a few months yet. Now, there might not have been news about Lewis Hamilton's future or Charlotte Clerks for that matter, as he was asked about his two. But there was confirmation of a team's lineup for 2024. We had Haas confirming that they're sticking with what they've got. Uh, so Kevin Magnussen and Nico Hulkenberg retained, uh, extended for a further year with each driver. Essentially, it was just a case of Haas taking up the options that they had on both drivers. So that's an unchanged lineup that's going to be there. Gunter Steiner thinks the team could do no better than what it has based on not only its financial situation and, you know, it is paying both drivers. It doesn't need pay drivers, uh, but also the car it has at its disposal. Uh, if you look at the issues that the Haas has had on a Sunday, uh, that's one of the areas where uh, there's a lot of work that needs doing. But for any other driver, is it that attractive uh, to go somewhere where, OK, the car's quick over one lap. But when it comes to trying to score points in races, it's very painful and you're quite often going backwards. So, um, yeah, pretty much uh, Steiner was saying that the issue is not the drivers. The issue is the car need to focus on that. And therefore, the continuity that sticking with the two drivers gives them uh, is the way to go right now. Uh, Steiner also said that he never spoke to anyone else about any of the vacancies, uh, which is a, a bit of a tip of the cap, I think, to Kevin Magnussen, who insists he was never worried despite some struggles this year. He was beaten 9-3 in the first part of the season by Hulkenberg in qualifying, and he's down 9-2 in terms of points. Uh, but he says that Gunter Steiner's honesty was the key to him not being too concerned. Uh, it kind of using some pretty coarse language actually about the way that Steiner can be so blunt. But he says that means you always know where you stand, what you're dealing with, and it means you can trust him. Uh, I think Nico Hulkenberg's extension was an easier decision because it's actually gone better than he expected himself since joining Haas. Uh, it's been a, a pretty smooth run for Hulkenberg in terms of the way he's integrated himself into that team. It's been very impressive. And, and he's kind of led the team this year with Magnussen struggling with the inconsistency of the car so uh, yeah it, it's a sensible call I think from Haas to stick with what they've got and now try and use that consistent baseline from the two drivers to find improvements with the car so that they can actually be more of a threat on a Sunday now if we're talking about honesty we did get some from Charles Leclerc today when he wasn't being asked about his contract situation but it was some honesty that I'm very hopeful is misplaced because Leclerc thinks it will be very difficult for anyone to beat Red Bull until the next set of technical regulations are introduced in 2026, such as the advantage that Red Bull holds at the moment. Now, I'd say that perhaps overlooks the major steps made by both Aston Martin and McLaren, because it's not about the fact that they've now come into this mix, it's the fact that Mercedes and Ferrari surely have even greater potential to challenge given their resources, their facilities, their personnel, the history that they have of being successful. You'd think that if they can get it right with one of their cars, they can get to Red Bull's level. Whereas an Aston Martin or a McLaren is still growing, still trying to get the rest of their team set up closer to what Red Bull has, to what Mercedes has, to what Ferrari has. So 
I'm kind of hopeful that uh, Leclerc is being a bit too pessimistic there. And he did also say that there's some small updates coming for Ferrari this weekend. And you never know, sometimes it can just unlock something totally different in the car and lead to a big step even when you weren't expecting it. So we'll keep an eye on, on how those developments go. Uh, Aston Martin also bringing some new developments uh, this weekend as well. Quite a few teams bringing some new parts after the summer break. Now, it's an understandable topic that Leclerc was talking about, the dominance we've seen because of the run that Red Bull is on, with Max Verstappen going for his ninth straight victory this weekend and his third in a row at Zandvoort in front of his home crowd. So, uh, yeah, very much the home favourite and high expectations on him. But Verstappen lists it as one of his favourite places to be and certainly one of his favourite tracks to win at and insists that this unbeaten run that he's now on is not adding any pressure. But he also said something that I almost found a bit strange because when Lewis Hamilton was dominating, there were times that he kind of said, I'm looking forward to when everyone else catches up and I have a real fight. He didn't say he wanted to be beaten, of course, but that he wanted that kind of racing edge and almost to work harder for his wins. But that's not the case with Verstappen. He says he'd rather have the straightforward runs to victory that he's enjoying right now instead of that additional competition at the moment because he says it only happens once or twice in a career. So he wants to make the most of it. Now, as much as there has been a break in the season, there's nothing to suggest that Red Bull won't be the team to beat here again this weekend. And realistically, I think the fascinating battle we're going to see is between the likes of Mercedes, Ferrari, McLaren and Aston Martin for best of the rest behind. But that is a really, really tough battle to call. I mean, it's it's so tight that no driver is confident that they will head that group. Uh, But Aston Martin, we're talking about some of the upgrades they've brought. Dan Fallows, their technical director, uh, says that they're looking to unlock some more performance because they've worked out how to address some of their weaknesses. So it will be hoping that that puts Aston Martin really back in the fight after it kind of slipped away um, from being the lead team in that group. So could be progress for Aston Martin and Fernando Alonso and Lance Stroll. And speaking of Aston Martin and Lance Stroll, just finally, there was an absentee at Zambort today, for part of the day anyway. Stroll is recovering from an infection and he missed all of his media duties, including the main driver's press conference. Uh, so basically turned up a bit late. Uh, he was spotted at the track later in the day with a, a big plaster over part of his jaw and his neck. Uh, and then he was, I believe, attending engineering meetings and fulfilling other requirements that he had at the circuit, but just not overexerting himself while he recovers from whatever this infection is. But um, yeah, it was pretty obvious where uh, he had a covering on his face. So we'll wait for Lance to explain whatever it may have been if he wishes to. Uh, Aston Martin insists he's fully fit for the rest of the weekend though, and will be in the car as normal from FP1 on Friday. But there will be a different name on the timing screens in that session, with Robert Schwartzman completing a rookie FP1 outing for Ferrari in place of Carlos Sainz. So Fred Vasseur, the Ferrari team principal, gave the option to the drivers about the races that they wanted to give up an FP1. Every team has to use a rookie on two occasions during the season. Uh, And that's the only change we're having here because the majority of teams are targeting Mexico and Abu Dhabi for their mandatory rookie runs. So uh, Schwartzman getting it here is kind of a bit out of line with what everyone else is aiming for. But that's because Science was adamant that this was the one he would rather miss. It's a circuit I believe he knows well from his junior career, but also... It's just getting back into the swing of things. Normal schedule, no sprint, no change to tyre allocations and things like that. Uh, And he's backing himself to get up to speed in FP2 instead. But what we'll do is we'll keep an eye on how Robert Schwartzman gets on tomorrow. Thanks very much to Chris Medlin, who's keeping an eye on things in the Zandvoort paddock all this weekend. 
Make sure you don't miss an update from the Dutch Grand Prix paddock by subscribing to Pit Pass F1 wherever you get your favourite podcasts. And you can visit us at pitpassmotorsports.com. While you're there, check out the Pit Pass Motorsports blog, powered by Podium Life, featuring racing articles and motorsport industry news. You can also keep up to date with goings-on between episodes by following Chris on social media. Just check the links in the show description. My name's Michael Laminato. Pit Pass F1 is an evergreen podcast. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.